Any last words, punks? <laughs> anything, you, anything you guys want to say before you play these video games? Before what I want to say. end this pod. <laughs> <laughs> I just added Disco Elysium, the final cut, to my Xbox wish list. And when I go down to look at people also like, the first game listed is Return of the Obra Den. So it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay, because oh. I, you know, I think I heard the Idle Thumbs guys talk about Disco Elysium too, which is why yeah. the game was on my radar as well. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there, and Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games. And we are back, not as always, but yet again for another uh, year, (laughs) I guess, to wrap up a little holiday edition episode here for 2023. Um, If you have not tuned into one of our episodes uh, like this in the past, it's kind of just like a little love session for all the games that we've played. Or I shouldn't say all, but a lot of the games that we've played over the course of the year. We kind of take turns kind of rattling off kind of our top three games, not necessarily that were released this year, but that... uh, we talked about on the podcast over the course of the year and then uh, rattle off a few honorable mentions. And then at the end of the episode, we'll kind of list off some uh, uh, New Year's resolutions for games like, you know, I'm usually like cutting them right under the wire, like squeezing it and <laughs> two as of like last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, I guess I'll start first. We'll just go in the same order we did last year, do a little snake around for the uh, um, resolution stuff. But yeah, I, uh, I was at. When we first were talking about this, you know, we were like, oh, man, time to record that holiday episode. I was like, shit, I don't even remember, like, what games I played, especially because I haven't, like, fully been in my groove this year. Like, I've done a few streams here and there, and I've, like, sunk my teeth into certain games, but, like, never really fully getting sucked in. And even the games that, like, I really thought I was going to get sucked into, uh, like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, like, I was, like, really gearing up for that. And, like, even Mario Wonder, like, I loved my whole time with that, but, like, I haven't been chipping away at going 100% uh, as much as I expected I would. Mm-hmm. Um, as much, even though I did beat, you know, pretty much everything in the game, but there's still plenty of stuff that I'm sure I haven't seen just yet. So, like, I was looking over the list. John, thankfully, as always, we give him a few pats on the back for keeping oh, yeah. up the spreadsheet. John is uh, all, also coming in under the wire, just putting <laughs> like three months worth of content in like a few days. Hey, it's a lot. All the upkeep on the back end. It's a lot of stuff to to keep up with, especially because yes. you go like beyond like because I even like I'll, I'll be kind of lazy about like, ah, we kind of really only talked about this game. Let me put a timestamp for just that. But like John will put every game that we even like like touch on glance across yeah, yeah. Part, partially it's i mean it's all arbitrary there are plenty of times where i just like completely gloss over a game but like <laughs> ah, that wasn't worthy it's usually like a game i was like ah i want to remember that game i want to remember that we talked about Ernog Ern limited <laughs> for a quick second yeah. yeah i totally i know what you mean yeah yeah um but yeah so i guess i'll just uh get things started off i guess i'll start off i'm just gonna actually start off with my top three and then do my honorable mentions okay. after that because i feel like I actually want to shine a little more light on my honorable mentions for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, since I kind of started off with like the stuff that kind of missed the mark with like, you know, Zelda or uh, Mario didn't miss the mark by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, the one game that I know I gave some plenty of praise to, but I haven't really gone back into because I again, I haven't had the best setup, even though I did get sucked into the first like handful of hours of the game. But Pikmin 4 mm-hmm. is the first game as I was scrolling through all the games we played this year. I was like, I just think. Still, to this moment, I think it's probably the best game on Switch and probably my favorite game from Nintendo in quite a... Probably since Mario Galaxy. I I feel like I can pretty confidently say that it's my favorite Nintendo game. I guess I got to see it all the way through to see if that consistency stays up. But it seemed like that gameplay loop, I was pretty sucked into that core. Like, I, I... don't see them adding in anything that would make me feel any differently. If if anything, it's only gotten more interesting. All the new like nighttime gameplay modes like they've oh, yeah. added. They paired back at all the stuff that like uh, for all the all the games that like have come out where I was like, oh, I hope they do this. And it, then it didn't end up the way I particularly was hoping it would be like I feel like Pikmin 4 was like everything I thought that just wasn't quite right with Pikmin because Pikmin 2 is probably my favorite game in the Pikmin series up to this point. Um, and I feel like this is just like the perfect marriage of every game in the series so far. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I just really, really love my time with this game, and I'm quality looking forward to diving stuff. back into it. Yeah, yeah all the, the quality of life. Yeah, the dog, uh, Ochi oh, yeah. or Ochi, I forget Ochi. the name. Uh, but uh, yeah, all the just I don't know. I just really, really love that game. All and especially the presentation in general. Like I just love the music, mm-hmm. the the visuals. It's just an, an amazing game. I think it's truly like one of the best Nintendo games in quite some time. Um, and then I guess I sort of lied there because I said the first game that caught my eye was Pikmin 4, but actually the first game that caught my eye uh, when I was scrolling through the list was uh, Jelly Car Worlds. Mm. Um, and I talked about this one quite a few times between Save It for the Cast episodes and then um, on a regular episode as well. But this was just like a really, really fun, uh, physics-y, puzzly, arcade platformer that I still want to go back and play more of because every stage has like two different exits to it. And on most at first, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for the stop sign on every stage. And then there's kind of like a green, almost like yield sign, I guess, on every stage uh, that you can grab uh, for like a secret exit, I guess. And uh, yeah, for some, like at first, I was like, I'm just going to get the stop sign. But if I saw the yield and just got it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move on to the next stage and go back and get the other stuff later. So I pretty much almost have a full second run through of that game. There's a handful of stages I found everything on, but. Um, just like, I love the aesthetic, the music, the sound effects. It's kind of got that like Doug, like all mouth sound, uh, sound effects and stuff like that. And all the visuals are truly like, everything is just like the physics are insane, which normally I know I've talked about. I think I mentioned this multiple times when I talked about, uh, this game, but like 3d physics, not so much, but 2d physics, I guess it's like a little less to wrangle or battle against. So, uh, and just the fact that this game is like so silly and kind of leans into the, nonsensicalness and there is like a little bit of precision platforming going on but it's nothing too crazy and frustrating to where and it's just so enjoyable to like hear all the yeah crazy sound effects and the music and whatever and there's just so many new mechanics they keep introducing like each world kind of just throws like a new wrinkle and it's not not even a new wrinkle because it doesn't really build upon what it does like a tiny bit but they don't like they'll just have like a whole world of kind of like grappling hook stuff and then like the next world will kind of have this like balloon mechanic that you kind of use to flutter across these gaps and the next world will kind of you'll go over these ramps that make you grow and shrink and go through these different tubes and it's just I don't know it's just one surprise after another um even when you're not looking for the secrets let alone when you do start uncovering some of that stuff so I just I don't know and yeah this this is that game that I think I mentioned or I know I mentioned that it was published by Disney so I don't know what they (laughs) had to do with this game but um just a ton of fun um, and one that I played like mostly handheld. So I'm actually looking forward to uh, it's one that I do want. I didn't ever uh, get a chance to do a proper stream of this one. I don't think actually now I don't remember uh, now that I think about it. But it's one that if I haven't or even if I have, I wouldn't mind like firing up just from the get and like, OK, let me just go clean up those uh, secondary exits or initial exits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so for my third game here, and this is the one I was kind of wrestling between a few different things here. Uh, which is why I'm just going to end up rattling off some honorable mentions after this. But the one game that actually stuck out in my mind, I actually did a few streams or maybe it was just one stream where it wasn't I wasn't actually like streaming on Twitch or anything. I was just actually recording the gameplay in the background and I just hopped on our discord. And this is something that I maybe want to try to do some more of, like once I have my proper setup and my I just got signed a lease for a new apartment. So I'm pumped to like have a new situation yeah. to start uh, doing a little more uh, video recording and stuff like that again. Uh, but yeah, so I was doing this as like kind of just like a test run because like I don't really I'm not in the mood to like stream stream, but I'm kind of in the mood to hang and I'm kind of in the mood to play some games and mm-hmm. I'll just record the gameplay so I can get a clip here and there or something like that and share the game on, you know, Twitter or wherever else. Um, and uh, yeah, this game uh, from the one and only Cultisti, the game is uh, called Juru, or at least I think that's how you pronounce it. But uh, it was this just amazing little puzzle platformer but like not fully a platformer you play as this little like kind of mole gnome creature and you're like again it's kind of like single screen arcadey stages but there's a lot more to it in the presentation as as all Kiltisti games are like just have this little extra like package this little like intro cutscene that'll kind of like suck you into the experience and this real minimal like almost there's more colors going on but kind of one bit understated presentation with this really awesome music that like nice. it's really mellow just really just pulls you in nonstop. and then again what you're doing is like going around there's a, a few like different like planter points on any given stage and you like basically go find any of those points and then you can burrow underground and then it turns into like a tile based once you're underground you can just like 
navigate the various tiles, move around side to side, and then like you gotta find another point where there's like a burrow point and pop out there, and you have to just kind of like enter and exit all of the different points on any given stage. But the way the game just like evolves over time and like there's like a number of stages in a row where you're just like burrowing deeper and deeper underground and the stage is kind of chained together and you're just not platforming at all for a while. And like just the way the whole package is put together, it's like it's a masterpiece. I truly think Kiltisti is like the greatest game designer. Like, I don't I don't know. I would love to see this game. It's you know, it's a shorter experience, like all their games, like maybe 20, 30 minutes. But like, Perfect. I could have played hours and hours of this like you know, there's just fresh, one fresh idea after another. Um, and just like the, the emotional, uh, I don't know, vibe, not vibe is not the right word, but the emotional just reaction you get from the game, or at least that I get from their games, uh, pretty much all their games, but this one in particular, just like, I don't know. It's just like (laughs) this, like really like melancholic sweeping it with no like real story to speak of other than like the little opening sequence. But like, I don't know. I just I'm so like swept away by their games. Like even the whole time while I was like doing the stream, because, again, I wasn't like actually like streaming, streaming. We were all just like I was like reading along in the discord chat and like the few people that were hanging out. And while I was playing, we were all just like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is just amazing. (laughs) Like, look at this. This is amazing. And it's it's just incredible. I I cannot recommend this game enough. And I pretty much any game on their page, which there's like multiple dozens of games. Um and yeah, and and even stuff beyond games, just really cool artwork and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so, they've been prolific for a, for a bit here for quite a long time. I was actually surprised when we were kind of recapping stuff. I was like, surprised, I'm surprised I haven't like just said Cultisti flat out as one of my like top <laughs> three games. So um, yeah, and I have played some of their other stuff this year too. But yeah, that game just really stood out to me as like uh, yeah, just a really really fantastic experience front to back. Um, and then yeah, what I did want to kind of mention as uh, some of my uh, uh, runner-ups, actually, what we were talking about, OSAT games, right before uh, we started mm-hmm. recording here. Uh, I did really, really love uh, Chibi Ninja, Shino Kun. I think the subtitle is like Treasure of Demon Tower or something like that. Um, but this is just an amazing, like, Sega Master System yeah. slash uh, Genesis-inspired arcade platformer in the vein of all of OSAT games' previous games. Just really solid uh, mechanics with like a grappling, like just r- running on the ceiling, grappling hook, like, I don't know, for all super fresh stuff uh, while still feeling like, a, I don't know, just really, really cool game. I don't want to spend too much time on any of these because I just have like a ton that I just want to <laughs> rattle off real quick. Um, uh, another game that I played uh, and thought was really awesome is Roto Force, um, kind of like a bullet hell arcadey game where it's, you're just like flipping uh, and rotating the screen constantly. Um, and then a, I had one day where I was playing a bunch of different demos and, uh, yeah, a game called Knights of the Road, uh, kind of like an old NES style Metroidvania seeming, although maybe it'll be separate stages. I guess I don't know. I just played the demo, um, but just really cool, like shield mechanics. You're like whipping your shield around and platforming, uh, jumping around It's just really cool. Eight bit style. I just thought the level design was rock solid. Soda powered penguin. Another demo I played where I just raved about that one, either on a save it for the cast or somewhere else, but kind of like Celeste uh, style platforming, but with like definitely with its own flavor, a lot of sonic speed, a little bit of Donkey Kong Country uh, flavor to the music. Uh, Fallen Leaf is another kind of like NES inspired Mega Man 8 bit era looking game. Uh, And actually, since I played the demo, they've like tweaked a ton of stuff, added like a slide mechanic. Like they just got took a bunch of feedback from when they first released the demo and like have tweaked it a ton, like increased the speed. Like even while I was playing it, I remember thinking like, oh, the like rate of fire is just like a little slower than I would have thought it would be. And they're like, hey, we heard your feedback. We're not not for me specifically, but just like, you know, we heard what everybody's saying and, you know, already increased the speed of this character. And it just seems like there's so much love put into this game, like the level of detail on the pixel art is just like out of control. Uh, same thing with gravity circuit. I played that game during the same stream, uh, demo that it's kind of like a more like a mega man X style, uh, game going on with like, but way more, there's like a grappling hook mechanic, like the sense of like movement. And it's not just for grappling onto walls and ceilings or whatever. You can actually grab enemies and pull them towards you and slam them into the ground. And yeah, it just has such a, an amazing sense of style um shovel fall was another game that i played the demo for i think the uh, game jam version was uh fallen shovel 
And this is just kind of like a super cleaned up or not even cleaned up, kind of a new version because I thought it was going to be maybe more of a roguelike or arcade thing. But this is like looks like it's going to be kind of bespoke levels and just a full blown, you know, arcade adventure. And I just really love you're just constantly pogo stick bouncing around and just using like a you hold down basically a button to just like springboard even higher. And you're just like got to kind of navigate the levels because you're constantly bouncing, I guess, sort of go go uh, pogo girl. Style. Yeah. Um, I, I had a few other, but I'm the only other game I'm going to mention the game that I was kind of torn about adding to the list. And it was actually the first game that I thought of before I looked at the spreadsheet for putting on my top three. But I think it was more of a recency bias thing than anything. And maybe a little bit of a surprise, but that, uh, Ninja Yaya Maru, uh, the great yokai battle, yeah. uh, mm-hmm collection or yeah. not, not collection actually, yeah. actually not the collection at all because actually those <laughs> retro games i was not into really any of those <laughs> i fired up all of them real quick and i i got to give them more of a fair shake but i was like ah eh, i don't know if i should have picked this up because i did fire those up first but um i really really i'm still stuck on the very very last stage but i really got sucked into this game i don't think it is developed by the same team that did those uh Pocky and Rocky yeah. and uh, like all those other reimaginings. Yeah. yeah, but there is the same, like some of the same publishing going on and it does have that same like kind of level of, I don't know if it's love is the right word, but there's just definitely that level of energy packed into the game where it's like, this is like what that retro game could have been if it was released now and mm-hmm. like, but with all totally. kinds of modern, like extra added craziness and like, you know, like the opening song and on the title screen has like, you know, some hip hop vocals start coming in nice. and like, mm-hmm. it's just sweet. It's, I really was like on the fence about picking that up. And I, I'm so glad that I snagged it. I, I would have been fully happy to pay for full price for it. I think it was like 30 bucks normally, but the fact that I snagged it for 17 with like a bunch of Amazon oh, points that sick. made it only like 10 or seven bucks or something like that out of my pocket. I'm like so pumped. I have that in my collection now. So nice. that one almost made the cut, but yeah, I could rattle off a ton of other games, but I think it's going to probably be tougher next year because I'm I'm planning on playing even more stuff. But uh, <laughs> why don't I uh, kick it over to John now that I've just listed off a mess of video games there? <laughs> no worries. I'm I'm going to do a little bit of rattling off, but nowhere near as much for my honorable <laughs> mentions because I also like I I knew a hundred percent what my game of the years were going to be, but I. Once I got to the honorable mentions, I was like, ah, there's a lot of good games that I like I just liked, but none yeah. of them were like as clear cut as like my favorite games of the year. But like mm-hmm. I would be uh, doing myself a disservice and my history on this podcast <laughs> if I didn't put Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, yeah, on I knew, my I knew uh-huh. it was coming. Honorable uh-huh. mentions just because. Yes, it's it's a perfect version of a game that is one of my favorite games of all time. But mm-hmm. like it is at, at the same time, I it's this it's the same game. Like I, I love it. And I, I really love uh, that. You know, there are people who are playing it for the first time and get to experience so it. It's so widescreen. It's, I know. it's just oh, it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, and one that day was my gut. That was my gut uh, resolution game. It's not, but that was the, my first instinct was like I should do Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> mm, you should do Metroid Prime original. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, and then also Neon White, like, just mm. left such an impression on yeah. me, like right from the get go. It was so like solid of a game that like as soon as i started playing it i was like yeah this game rules (laughs) like it was a type of game that i don't typically play it was a like so much of it was just so unique to the games that i play that i i really left an impression on me and i really liked it and then also me going back on my bullshit fantasy life like i fucking love what a game made specifically for me and to like i love that i just like pulled out my 3ds and was able to boot that back up and play it and realize like yes this is exactly everything i like in games and this just continuously makes me happy single player mmo baby it's on a 3ds oh my god what a great game (laughs) <laughs> but uh, in terms of my actual games of the year, per se, uh, I think it's 
relatively evident that Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, just based on how much we even talked about it on the podcast and how uh, emphatically I talked about it on the podcast. I actually wasn't sure because it seemed like you kind of like you were into it for a long time, but then it seemed like you did kind of veer off. So I wasn't 100 percent that you were going to go that route. My man Buddy, played 300 plus hours. <laughs> yeah, I have two separate files. I abandoned the one that was true. Like, true. Yeah, several hundred hours. <laughs> And started a second. No, I love this game. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and yeah, uh, also just a game so specifically tailored towards my tastes and mm-hmm. like my habits mm-hmm. on playing a game. Like I loved in my second playthrough when I was just like using the map and like having waypoints and marking off bosses as I beat them for the first time with specific little icons on the map that I had decided like that's how I was going to keep track of things like I love having a game that lets you have your own little take on its subsystems and exploration and ah what what a joy yeah um yeah and then I I think another game that will be pretty evident based on how emphatically i talked about it on the podcast is heaven will be mine like mm-hmm. i nice. i have not felt so emotionally fulfilled <laughs> from a game like in ages like probably since like night in the woods where like i Dang, just nice. finished a game and i was like this is incredible like this has made me like think about things that I like no game has ever made me think about experienced it in a way that like I think is truly unique to the form of video games and like just wholeheartedly I would give the recommendation to anyone like without any hesitation like I would absolutely tell anyone who is like never played a video game before I would be like you have to play heaven will be mine it's wow. just okay so good as a like piece of art that is specifically a video game like it's instantly going to be like one of my favorite games of all time and and another another resolution game making it to the uh top of the list at the end of the year that's awesome and uh my final game of the year is a game i have not talked about on the podcast yet this year but i did start playing it right under the wire and that is Risk of Rain Returns, Makes and sense. holy shit! And what? to be fair, we t- we technically <laughs> talked about it already. We've recorded it. We've recorded <laughs> it, but it's not it. come out. And this, yeah, it might. I don't think it'll come out before this. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe it might. Maybe with time. We'll time see. gets weird when time, you only time will tell. episodes. <laughs> but man. Yeah. Risk of Rain Returns is, I've, I think I've mentioned on this podcast how I wish that there were more either sequels of indie games or like yeah. in a way that you used to have iterations of games that were done on different consoles, uh, like where, you know, if you made a game on the Super Nintendo and then made a game on a Nintendo 64, you kind of had to reinvent what the game was, but still have the things that made it that game. And Risk of Rain Returns, especially coming after Risk of Rain 2, which was such an innovation on the original Risk of Rain, like taking a very difficult, like, platformer roguelike that uh yeah i guess it is a roguelike it's still you you have the unlocks and the items that you gather throughout the runs but like changing that from a 2d perspective to a 3d perspective in risk of rain 2 and i loved that game so much and then risk of rain returns taking the stuff that they had in 3d and all of the new mechanics and like quality of life improvements and then roll that back into the original framework of the original game and have a lot of the same maps and like a lot of the same uh like adding new variations on those maps but also adding new items and then adding so many additional like variations on rule sets and customization of game balancing so that you could play on such a granular level of customization in terms of difficulty and settings that it really just felt so good. Like every part of this game, I adore 
Like, mm. I, I cannot recommend this. If you like any of the Risk of Rain games, I think you should play Returns because after playing each game in this series, I come away with it as like, yeah, that's the best game in the series. And <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. Oh. Which is impressive on two levels because number one, they're kind of like obviously going back to the original format where like I, I at least I was under the impression that you like two more than one. I don't even, Absolutely. I don't even know if it matters if one's more better than the other, but like it seemed like you were like more into two than the original. So the fact that this one still kept your interest, but also to the best of my knowledge, it's actually not like developed by the same studio. I think they like had it like kind of published and developed by like a bigger team that I don't know if there's still some of the same hands involved, but I think that there's still some overlap, but yeah, I also don't know the exact like specifics of its development, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like going between the games, like two was my, I loved it so much more, but like playing returns, I've actually gone back and played one again a lot more just to see like comparisons between the two and yeah i don't know it's just it's a it's so rare that like an indie game has this sort of legacy or iterations mm-hmm. where like yeah like playing one like there are plenty of times when i play a mario game and then i'm like oh i want to play this older mario game but this is the first yeah. time in memory that i'm like i'm playing a new risk of rain i'm like I really want to play the original Risk of Rain now. Yeah, and, that's a good point. And I'm having so much more fun because I'm also just better at the game after having played multiple games in the talent, and I'm getting further than I ever could in the original, and that's bonkers to me. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, what a good, good series. You playing that on Switch, that. Risk of Rain Returns? I know, I've been playing that on Steam Deck, baby. Nice. I, well, I originally awesome. played it on Steam, like uh, with a controller, but then I've been switching to Steam Deck between switching between that and the original. And huh, what a great, what a great yeah, series! Man. Yeah, I'm a little mad I didn't snag that when it had like the launch discount. It wasn't anything huge, but I think it was. It made the game only like twelve bucks, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's a, like that's easily. I feel like one they could have been like, hey, this is twenty dollars. Sure, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think it's that. only fifteen yeah. full price. So I was like, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, hearty recommendation so, for the whole series. Yeah. Yep, I'll be buying it someday, I'm sure. Shoot. Well, why don't we kick it over to Randall here for a little okay. yearly wrap-up? Yeah, yearly wrap-up. So uh, I feel like I have to couch this with like what I didn't play because there were so many games that like were <laughs> on my radar that I couldn't touch just because... Mm-hmm life whatever that's totally fair yeah um like like hi-fi rush interested me uh alan yeah. wake 2 that came out recently <laughs> yeah God, yeah me. under the wire uh dead space remake seemed real good uh armored core 6 oh my incredible. god i yeah. forgot about that, that looked while. really cool yeah and that was like mech bullshit and like looks like my neon white like mm-hmm. john talking about it i bought that game i still didn't get around to playing it you know i just like i, I just want to throw that out there that like i just didn't even get an opportunity to touch yeah, I was gonna games. say when John John said it left an impression on him. I'm like literally John talking about it left an impression yes. on me. I'm like I need to play that Agreed. game. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. So I just I have to couch all the rest of this in that is a, a limited comparatively in quotes limited ver, you know uh, amount of games to pull from this year, but still had a great time with the games that I did play. Um, yeah, that's what the resolutions are for, man. Yes. Mm-hmm honorable mentions let's do those first let's let's really draw this out so um (laughs) (laughs) metroid prime remastered i i also want to touch on that because um you know it's a game that i bought on gamecube but i you know didn't stick with it was finding myself getting lost you know hard to whatever just time and place wasn't the right exact thing for me but i bought remastered Mm -hmm. anyway and um playing it on switch i'm like i'm loving this i love you know it's widescreen it's crisp but they didn't really mess with too much otherwise they just mapped it to switch and it's the same game it's so good which is awesome yeah you don't need you don't need to mess with it no uh which is tremendous because I'm sure the temptation was there. Um, you know, it, yeah. it just was a casualty of the cartridge slot, which is the same for the next game, Pikmin 4. Uh, another tremendous release. Ooh. You know, Kevin talked about that a bit. And, and, you know, yeah, probably the best Pikmin game to date. And I just, again, mm-hmm. 
casualty of the cartridge slot and you only get one of those on a switch and you know it just came out at some point and you know i was distracted by something else but pikmin 4 is fantastic it's just that the i had mentioned quality of life before i just think they just distilled the pikmin formula in such an awesome way um for that game i i don't know what else you would do to pikmin than what they did in pikmin 4 i think it's tremendous uh, I still want to keep playing it uh, at some point. Same with Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, yeah. I want to see both of those games through at some point, and you know, hopefully, I'll talk about them again in the future. Um, yeah. Just a yeah. couple other um, Streets of uh, Street Fighter Six is uh, one of the better fighting games um, that I played. I didn't get a ton of time with it, but um, it's still kind of early days. They're still adding characters through the season pass and whatever else but just the mechanics of that game um feel fantastic uh to me and you know i'm a little bit more of a layman as far as like fighting games are concerned and i talked about that before but uh, my buddy is you know goes to evo tournaments and everything else and he you know (laughs) hangs his hat on that game too and i'm like that's just kind of you know made me feel like oh yeah no i i agree like this this feels great for a street fighter game it's what i would have wanted out of it it's just that evolution of four primarily with just a little bit of three spice put in and yeah i'm just okay i'm glad this exists i'm glad capcom is still you know looking at this series as well and and giving it love despite it not selling as well as some others that i'm going to be talking about later on obviously um (laughs) But uh, and then, uh, of course, obligatorily, uh, NBA 2K24 is is a video game that I spend the most time on. So yes. how could I not uh, yeah. honorable mention it um, every every year? Uh, hey, it's worthy of a slot. It is. I was I just I it's like life. Life is so busy. And, and I just yeah. like can push a couple of buttons and then that comes on <laughs> and then I can just do well at that without a lot of brain function and that's just really something yep <laughs> yeah yeah it so well. yep. it's such a good basketball sim yeah uh, i I'm not, i don't need to spend a lot of words on that though we've been there we we know that um <laughs> but no it's just like yeah it's like that almost like comfort food game you just yes. very nice much. to have yes yeah. it's not fast food it's like it's like a higher yeah, you're level still you're still exercising your, your brain but doing it in a comfort yeah matter yeah and when you're that like when you're that like you just know the routine of it it's like you can easily like play that while you're like hanging out and talking with tina oh yeah whatever you know it's like not really fully engaged in this i can half watch a tv show while i'm playing this and that's 100 percent what it is it's like the debrief of the day is i can still like touch this thing with my fingers while i'm talking you know about you know the day and you know whatever happened and (laughs) can you believe yeah. this and everything else? And, you know, I can, st- and then there's a little progression thing happening in the background, of course. So that yep. just like, you know, that keeps that cycle going too. Right. I was like, Oh, I played this game and I won, but Hey, I also increased my <laughs> character's experience and I can upgrade my vertical stat by, you know, one more percentage point. <laughs> so isn't that so much fun? Okay. Yeah. Um, top three games. We're going to go three to one. Uh, I'm just going to be very explicit, uh, even though I, I I say that, but three and two are, are interchangeable. Um, I've already interchanged them a couple of times. Um, <laughs> so number three is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I think that game is a really great Mario game. Uh, I think it's, to me... I had a better time with this Mario game than any of the new Super Mario Brothers games, which I don't think are bad games. I think those are good yeah. games. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I just think this is a really polished Mario experience, and especially for the allowance to multiplayer, which the new games did, too. That was kind of a conceit and, you know, kind of the push and pull of level design there. It, it yeah. exists here, too. Um, but just the amount of power-ups and um, the kind of freshness of it all with this Mario experience, the, the coat of paint, the emoting of the characters, the interspersing of the different difficulty levels that are happening in an overall world map. All that stuff is just awesome in, yeah. in Mario wonder. Did you play uh, the yeah. whole game with Tina? Yes. 
That to rules. credits. That's well, fun. That's nice. whole game. Whole uh, couch. This uh, whole game. We we played to credits, and then we we kind of have branched out to other things. Oh, so I didn't yeah. do any of the you know after credits Star Road. Yeah, yeah. Game. I haven't I haven't done yeah. any of the Star. Levels but no, that's or that's any, or fun the... to like do it as like have a co op game and like yes. have that be like yeah we're gonna do this. That, that yes, nice. I I did not play it by myself hardly at all. I kind of kept it sacred as. Like, yes, you know, you and I are going to play through this and then we just like we ripped through it in like nice. a couple of weeks, you know, I didn't want to mention it before you had seen it. But how cool was that credit sequence? Oh, it's awesome. So fun. Yeah, so fun. Such a fun little like kind of arcadey like and like fun little homage to like the whole adventure. Just yes. so cool. Yes. Any any like just slightly playable credit scene is just that's going to get me every time, right? That, like, and when it's, like, kind of a wrap-up of the whole game and you're yeah. seeing all the different backdrops and the enemies you've come across. Like, it had a little bit of that Mario World flavor of, like, it didn't have the names or anything, but it, I like, shows you every enemy you've come yes. across. It's so cool. Yes, Ooh, I, it is. I, I do want to just say, like, the credits for Risk of Rain Returns has all of the original sprite work of oh, every enemy cool. from the original right That's next to fantastic. the updated sprite work. It's such a great, it's such a great thing. I yeah, love that. I love stuff like that. Yeah, especially because it's pretty subtle. And like, if you just look at Risk of Rain Returns at a glance, it looks like almost the same. But yeah. if you look at it closer, it's like, oh, a lot of more, a lot more detail going on there, mm-hmm. which is tremendous. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And it just like you can point back to the you know things that inspired it, which yeah, Wonder did. We talked about this. It is yeah. Mario World and three based, you know, and Donkey Kong Country based like yeah. references <laughs> as opposed to the original Super Mario Brothers. And that just yeah. resonates on a different level, too. OK. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. It's great. <laughs> Enough. Number two. And, and again, these are interchangeable is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, this is a game again, cartridge slot. There's only one like I, I, I would have probably kept just touching the potatoes on it, like just kept going on this game and just, you know, just fucking off in directions and finding stuff uh, infinitely. Yeah. But other games came out um, and, and I'm glad that it's still there. Like It doesn't mean that I couldn't just put it right back in and just continue yep. to just explore. And, you know, I've not seen half of this game still <laughs> yet. Uh, yeah. God, um, it is the evolution of Breath of the Wild, which is. It was at the time probably my favorite Zelda game, um, being realistic. Yeah. And, you know, I played most of the Zelda games. Um, so Tears of the Kingdom, uh, just just tremendous. Uh, I can't believe it runs on Switch, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what a game to release. I, I hope they to can you continue to like expound on this because open world Zelda is just magic. Um it's real good. It, it I definitely love that Breath that. of the Wild and this game have like kind of like I feel like have just set them free to like do like if they have an idea, they can just run with it with Zelda yeah. and like kind of shake things up. They don't have to just do the formula anymore. New Nintendo is, is like that's the creed of new Nintendo. And I'm yeah. all for it. Just continue Insane. down that road. In, Even in though I didn't like that game as much, like I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm like, I'm happy with the direction they're going. They're not playing it safe anymore. And I'm, I'm all about that. They yeah, gotta do the three tiers where they do the open world version, the like the normal set piece one straightforward, and then the two D version. The 2D. For real all, though, like, like there's yeah. there are there's I'm still here for the old school style. Branches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. Crazy. Yeah, Link's Awakening the the remake was great. Just, oh, just and not side not to sidetrack us at all, but they do make, I just discovered this the other day, like an eight cartridge slot adapter for your switch where what? you can like hook this thing up and then have what? eight cartridges like hooked up at <laughs> once and then like be able to play all the games. Uh, it's what? some like third part, Hold third on. party aftermarket thing, but I saw it when I was scrolling on Amazon. It's How like does a that recommended even work? product. Is it it's plugging like it, into the cartridge slot? Is I think there like it, yeah, a string I think it plugs from in the cartridge yes, slot? Yes, so you have to have the like little like flap <laughs> open the entire gross. Yep. It's like a little dongle <laughs> oh, thing. That's, that, but that's I was like actually I, physically gross to that's me. Nasty it kinda work. is. But yeah. it kinda is tempting at the same time to yeah. have like Wonder and Pikmin and all these games <laughs> all hooked up at once. Metroid Prime, <laughs> you know. Be able to whip uh, between them all. Flip but then I've them. got the paralysis of too many choices again. Exactly. Like the opposite. Yeah, sometimes the single slot actually helps you out. It does, and and all of that is moot when you just played Resident Evil Four Remake a whole yeah. on your Xbox console. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I knew which it was is the coming. number one game uh, yeah. of the year for me. Uh, it had to make, be. Making that spreadsheet, I like looked it out like, I had to add an extra column for how many times it was talked about. I was like, I think I know which one Randall's is. <laughs> I noted that too. I think there was like six or seven entries there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, yeah pretty prolific. But- but everything like it's it's on my wish list now, and I've never oh. played a Resident Evil game. Oh, okay, that's the one. I didn't know that, and especially for like the the appreciation of of dumb fun of it all. Like, I, I, man, Resident Evil Four, that that remake, it, it's just so good. Like any version of Resident Evil Four is awesome, but the remake, yeah. I, I I just wholeheartedly just recommend um to folks to play it is such like an encapsulated experience and you've got the mercenaries mode and you've got the ada wong separate ways expansion on all that and it just like runs like butter on that xbox it probably would on any of the modern platforms you know and it's just Mm -hmm. that's just my bs uh (laughs) really it is it's just like it's kind of like it's almost a rail shooter, but you have control. It's just like in it doesn't take itself too seriously. And there's crafting and, you know, but and there's precision in that like battle gameplay that lets you be a little bit creative with the overall like level design of it all, how you take on enemies. It just God damn. It's just, it's so good. I, I just love that game. I, I see they're already working on the next remake. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm so glad that RE4 remake exists. Maybe a little Code Veronica remake action? Yeah, or Zero. I don't think they've cool. remade Zero. So it's probably one yeah. of those two, I would, I would yeah. bet. So I can't yeah. imagine it's going to be like five or six. No, I don't so. think so either. <laughs> I don't think so either. No, right? even you though never 4 know, maybe... was very successful. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so maybe you, there's potential. You putting it as like a rail shooter, like kind of did unlock it in my brain as like, yeah. oh yeah, it is kind of like a yeah. What if you could position yourself in a yeah. rail shooter? Yeah. What if like, you could back up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if you could watch? What if you could right. backpedal? You just have more control shooter. in yeah in a rail shooter, and then you know you also have you like your your different weapons you can choose, which. You know, you, you don't have to explicitly play with one weapon over another over the course of it. And a lot of these weapons play very differently and change the way that you're going to interact with enemies, either up close or far away or, you know, whatever. Like um, the bolt gun with its, you know, infinite, you know, you can shoot and then assuming they didn't explode, you can pick them back up again. And, you know, you've, you're dealing that with the, the item management or a sniper rifle, you know, the far away versus up close and personal with a knife, you know, just make sure you cut them in the leg or whatever. And they go down you can do your melee moves to not spend any ammo. You know, there's tons of handguns, whatever, just so many options. Um, the optionality of this game and and just the upgrade paths that you can choose to take the replayability of it all is just immense uh i love it yeah it's I've definitely one i know i said this multiple times every probably every time you talked about it but I'm like as soon as i have one of the better like modern consoles this is one i want to dive into yeah i've never really given for a, a proper shot in earnest other than playing like an hour or two of it on on wii yeah which is a great version um yeah yeah this is I a like great the, version too so. Yeah, I always I'm a sucker for the the Wii, you know, point name and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um Yeah. You can move here too though. Yeah. Exactly. Modern 2023 options. Okay. I like it. All right, that's enough talking about the games I played. It's time to talk about what I want to play. What I'm going to make yeah. myself play more realistic resolutions, yep. baby. Because in connection with this, I'm like, oh, should I say should I say that Dead Space remake is going to be my resolution game? Like, no, because I'm actually already going to play that. I need to mm-hmm. I need to manage myself to play something that's <laughs> less likely that I'm going to just boot and play because Dead Space remake uh, might as well be a cousin to Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's going to happen regardless. Um, my resolution yeah. game for 2024 is eSports 1 and 2 on the Turbo Duo. Wow. Okay. All right. That's kind of a double whammy. Have you even received the Turbo Duo yet? That's not like... The Analog Duo? I have a Turbo Duo. 
but uh, the analog duo is That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is is in uh it is being shipped. Production. <laughs> being okay. shipped to me now. Um I okay. was one of the 15 people or however many that was able to <laughs> get in under the pre-order window, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, I love those analog systems and I already had yeah. uh, a really robust PC engine slash turbo graphics slash turbo duo, whatever, um, library. So it made sense for me to get one of these analog duos. It does save states, which is even more like, Ooh, quality of life. Like I can just come back to this. Like even if it's CD, I can make a save state. That's fun. That's not necessarily a, a feature that was pervasive in some of these other analog machines. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is coming. I want to get back to my turbo collection. I love turbo games. Uh, Eastbooks 1 and 2. I've actually already played East 3, which is the side-scrolling one where you just run into enemies. This is the top-down one where you run into enemies, the two games. So CD compilation, I'm going to play it. It's going to happen. I'm going to play those games. I'm checking okay, when to you say see run into I enemies, are you talking like Faroon collection style? Remember, I remember when John talked about those games, like you just like bump into them to do damage. Uh-huh. Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I remember those being like, again, the East games only were ever on my radar because of like the Wii virtual console. Like, I don't even think I ever knew that the turbo graphics was a thing that existed until then. And then the, some of those games yeah, would pop you know, up on my radar as like, oh, Neptunia is kind of like a Zelda style. Oh, East kind of has a little bit of that Zelda flavor. I never Newtopia, picked them up. Thank you, Kevin. Newtopia. And, sorry, sorry. Which also <laughs> was say? an option for my resolution game. Um, but okay. no, I, I was... Those games look cool. I do oh, like yeah. the style of those. It's a great, uh, seems like anyway, a great Zelda clone. So is uh-huh. East book different than East? East one and two chronicles or how different are they because uh the chronicles i think is the remake uh, gotcha. off the top of my head uh, because that has played. been on my wish yeah. list specifically for a decade play the <laughs> <laughs> does it keep track of when you added it to your wish list That's no awesome. but i can guarantee you i added it as soon as it was released which was in 2013 whoa okay. damn that sounds about right yeah. So to I be think, clear, though, you are going to play the originals, not the remakes. Well, yes, the originals, but the the CD release that came with the Turbo Duo, not the original Who cards. But yes, okay, I'm yeah, or Turbo Chips as they're called in America. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I'm play this wow. CD compilation that also has Gate of Thunder, which is also a, a great game. But no, yeah, East East Books One and Two. Nice. Um, that that's what I'm playing. That's what I'm playing. Okay, nice. I'm excited. Yes. Let right, me how know about you, John? I'll, I'll Let's pick snake up this around. East Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> give the <laughs> other side of the coin. I don't know. Do it. But the, yeah. in the same vein as with you and Dead Space, I had a couple mm-hmm. games that I was not going to make my resolution game because I booted up Fallout New Vegas and I already knew mm. that like I was going to be like extremely weird about Fallout New mm. Vegas in this coming year. Mm-hmm. Like um Another already Steam Deck, I presume. Oh yeah. And, um, That's a match made nice. in heaven, so, I would say. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've heard oh I've heard very Johnny things about that game. Yeah, so. especially like how much of a freak I am about Skyrim. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then same thing. Like, I know I'm gonna play the Yakuza games at some point. Like, yeah. I don't need to force myself. But yeah, a game that I do need to force myself, which is ridiculous that I need to. But uh, but uh, also a game that I've owned for a few years is. Uh, Disco Elysium. Ooh, yes. I've owned and has been, I've known is going to be a game I'm going to like, and I'm also going to want to like see how the systems work and see how many different playthroughs I can do and what types of different stories I can get. And just to see the world that is written because I've heard nothing but universal praise from people that I trust their opinions on. So, I'm yeah. very excited to finally I main somehow managed to avoid most spoilers of like any content in this game, which I also think is unbelievable. But I'm very excited to finally delve into it. Nice. Always yeah, that's what I'm definitely curious about. Yeah, mm-hmm. same, same. It's one that I'm like, what platform do I get it on? Also, I don't know if it's a me kind of game, even though right. I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm almost like maybe I just I'll let John tell me about it. Yeah. Um. 
And yeah, I know I already kind of, I guess, on the same vein of like stuff that I was thinking about. Like, I know I already mentioned like Metroid Prime Remaster. There were like a few other things. Even I could almost think of like Metroid Dread. I never honestly played a ton of that. Um, But I was scrolling through my Switch. I kind of like default to that as kind of my main platform. And I was scrolling through and the first game that jumped out to me. And I think I even maybe thought about this as last year's resolution. But uh, Return of the Obra Din. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this game. But it's like some kind of like it's kind of like a pirate ship murder mystery or yes, maybe not even murder mystery, but like ghost ship mystery. Mm-hmm. And it's like all like, it kind of reminds me of like a point and click adventure mm-hmm. meets like, um, what is the game I was thinking of? Um, I'm drawing a blank on it now, monkey but it's got Island? this like awesome, like I guess a little bit of monkey Island. There was something else I was thinking of, uh, not point and click style. Mm. In what, um, in what sense? Oh, I, I, a clue is what I was thinking of yeah. the board game. Cause it oh, is like, you basically yeah, yeah, have to like yeah, yeah. go around this ghost ship and like, you see everything you see these like you'll see like a skeleton or something. I, again, I've known I've never played it. I've just watched the trailer. But like you have this like magical stopwatch that will like go back to like a frozen moment in time where like that character was oh, killed. It's such a good and you get like an, almost like an game. audio log of like things playing out. But and you just have to like deduce like, OK, this person, I think they were killed and you can kind of keep notes like, OK, I think they were killed by the Kraken by getting dragged off the ship or I think they were murdered by this character in the wherever and where, which is where the clue kind of aspect comes in. But like, I don't know. I've just heard it's like amazingly well-made. I think the mm-hmm. idle thumbs guys talked about it on the podcast, their podcast a long time ago. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where I heard about it, that game first, but like, it's one that uh, eventually released on switch. And I was like, okay, let me snag this. And just when it was on sale at some point, never have booted it up even for a split second. Um, but it's got this really awesome, like 3d, but like one bit, like, yeah pixely art style yeah yeah it's just it looks awesome seems like a really really unique like you know almost like the witness style puzzle game for like lack of a comparison like something that you really gotta like think and like take notes on the side maybe and like it's not all like in game you know Mm -hmm. another game where maybe like a partner could sit and like play with you and like just help you like, I think it might be a fun game to, like, stream and have people like, oh, try this or do that. Or it could be annoying to stream to him. Hey, shut <laughs> up. I'm trying to figure this out for myself. Um, <laughs> it could go either way. But just one that I was like, it just jumped out at me. is like, this is a game that's been on my list forever. And I kind of need that little extra nudge to actually fire it up because I'm always, like, a little overwhelmed by, like, do I really need to take notes while I play or whatever? So, man. Yeah. Those are good yeah. ones. Tell me when y'all play those games. I know. God these damn. are good. These are good games. Yeah. I also have Return of the Oberdin on my short list of games that I've been meaning to play. And me too. Happen. I own that game physically, and I've always stared at it. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, you own it? I didn't even know it had a physical release. I'm kind of ticked. I own it digitally. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. Um. Yeah. But I guess we can uh, wrap it up there for this, I was going to say week, but I guess for this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess we'll uh, dig into these resolution games eventually. I'll try to dig in before November, December, <laughs> if I'm able to, to uh, Oberdin, because I feel like I got to give that one a, a fair shot in earnest. I can't just like God, yeah, if you in. try to speed run it and you just give the wrong answers to everything. <laughs> yeah, which I've that's another thing that's really cool. Supposedly, from what I heard about that game, there's like they do a really good job of like not letting you just like cheese. Yeah the like just guessing and like okay let me rule this out by just guessing a bunch of different things like you really got to kind of learn it otherwise it'll just you know you'll just be throwing darts at nothing so um but yeah i think we could pretty much wrap it up for this year with the video games chit chat and uh i don't know either of you guys want to say anything before we fully wrap it up or goodbye year yeah like we've <laughs> never done this before but yeah bye <laughs> yeah yeah as always you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and we're pretty much everywhere else on the internet and we will uh catch you in 2024 take care everybody Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs>